Well, how is it going, everybody? Welcome to episode 48 of the Pause Up Podcast. My goodness, Kevin and Johnny, my co-hosts and awesome friends. We are uh, 48 episodes into this thing. You know, 50 is right around the corner. That is super exciting. But uh, we have a great we have a great show lined up for you all today. We are with a very uh, special guest, good friend of the show, a friend of pretty much all of us. We see him every time we go to a damn game. It is uh, it is Carlton Gillespie, pretty much I would say the face of FIU student radio right now, among a bunch of other things that this man does, and he does a lot. So, Carlton, how the hell are you doing? Good. Well, very wisely, they don't actually let me be the face, but they do let me be the voice for what should be <laughs> obvious reasons. Oh, yeah. I don't even know how you guys ever get started. Like the intro music, if we could just keep that rocking, we could do that for an hour. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, you you could thank Gus from Lemon City Live for that. He hooked us, he hooked us up for that. But um, Gus, Gus, as the kids say, you cooked. He, he cooked. He cooked. No. Um, but no, uh, Car- Carlton, you, you do a lot of stuff, man. You're you're pretty much uh, every time there's an FIU event on campus, whether it be this past football season, basketball right now, and then um, baseball, like very soon, uh, you're there. You're uh, you're calling some games and you're doing quite a bit. So you know what? As Kevin said, you're cooking. I guess we're cooking. Everything's just lights out, man. Everything is just. I knew you were going to do I was thinking about doing it too. And then I, like, and I was like, he's not going to do it this early in the show. So I'm going to wait a little bit. That so, is well, That's the thing. It's when you never expect it, Kevin. You got to <laughs> learn that, my guy. So, Carlton, let's get right into it, man. Let's start off with a um, very fun question. I asked a very similar question when we had um, Hunter Dubois on the show. Granted, very different um, uh, 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 work that you, and, that you and Carlton do. But what was the first time? In your life that you can recall grabbing a microphone and calling a sports game? Oh, grabbing a mic? I mean, the first time I ever, you mean like practice or, or real life? I mean, let's uh, do both. How about both? You know, actually, uh, I used to, uh, I would watch uh, Premier League games with okay. the sound off. So we have a soccer fanatic here with us. That's cool, I guess. Yeah, I would practice it with the sound off because I still to this day am concerned that there isn't a single good uh, American, I should say American accented soccer uh, play-by-play broadcaster. Okay. You know, that, that, I, mean, I shouldn't say not good. I mean, there's plenty of guys that are great, but but on the left. Peter Drury or. Yeah, exactly. Or Ian Dark or any of those, you know, it's always seems to be the preferred method. And then, of course, doesn't hold a candle to any of the Spanish language broadcasts. Oh, for sure. Those are so good. You know, an, an underrated Arabic broadcast is is terrific, too. Um, <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, you know, and I, you know, I, you know, whatever. But, I, you know, real life, you know, you can look at the man to my, I don't know, screen left, scene right, Jonathan Mayer. Um, we sat in. It was UAB. FIU baseball versus UAB. Mm, yeah, uh, yeah, that was oh. a good. One. Oh, that was, was a. Uh, I can give you this this store of that game. It was. Uh, Ooh, it was not a good game. game. You had you wait, you just straight up have that on tap, Johnny. That's remarkable. That's why. That's why. That's why I love working with this guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. SID for a reason. The final score was to five on. Well, we all saw that photo shoot, by the way, with Johnny on Instagram. That was something, man. I I was there to watch it. I was there to watch it, and I was supposed to go next, but uh, a baseball player walked in. I think it was um, 
Al Chase Englehart. It was either Englehart or Al Wine, one of the two players. And I'm like, damn it. They got my spot, man. But I didn't want to do the holding the bat thing or the glove. I didn't want ball. to do it either. I just wanted a simple pause up or a little peace sign. They gave Johnny about 10 to 15 photos of glory. Of gl- glory is an understatement. They had him doing a pause up. They gave majestic. They gave him – I think they even gave him a video, man. They gave him everything. <laughs> and then when I see all the players posting their IG stuff, I'm like, oh, man, these are cool. These came out dope. All of a sudden, I see the damn SID with his, with his own picture. I'm like, FI gives him the treatment, man. The one with him hold, like holding the uh, the bat behind his back, bro, yeah. that went hard. Yeah. yeah, that's hard. He was he was nervous, but he showed me that before. He yeah, I showed you actually in class he's last like, week. I don't, he's like, I don't like this. I'm like, you're nuts. This is rad. And I posted it, yeah. It was cool, Johnny. Come on, yeah, man. I, like it. I bet it's doing numbers. I think it yeah, and he doesn't post on Instagram that much, too. Your third ever Instagram post, right? Yeah, th- I'm private. I'm private account, you know, so. Oh, okay. I don't know. Well, anyway, getting back on track here, um, because we, I know we could spend all day talking about Johnny's Instagram and 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 how, and how you know how good he looks when he's he, he got that he has that right angle, you know. But well, I, I came prepared to talk about, so I hope. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Well, l- then l- let me uh, do a one eighty here. Then uh, let's talk about you uh, getting to FIU. I mean, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. Wait, you have to talk about what came first. before FIU. Let's get let's talk about you know his first oh. game playing. You know. Let's talk about let's talk about what came before FIU. Carlton, you I went to FSU. Answer right now. Oh, hold, 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 okay. hold Who's on. holding the, the top the tangent for Johnny, Johnny, you know there's a planner, right? I know, but I'm you saying the planner, my guy. Cut him off. He was talking about March 24th, 2023, UAB baseball versus FIU. I wasn't specifically talking about March 24th because only you have that information on tap like that. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think. That was a tough series, UAB series. But and then, you know, I guess if we're going to the answer the original question, baseball last year was when I really started doing play by play um, seriously, um, which, you know, it, it it's a lot of work. I think um, a lot of people think it's easier than uh, <laughs> I maybe that's because I make it. I'd like to think it's because I make it look easy, but it's it's it was kind of then when I realized, A, I'm underprepared, B, um, it's harder than you think. And honestly, I'm, I'm very grateful to you, Jonathan Mayer, because you did guide me through a ton of that. You're, you're, you always come prepared, you know, your stuff and it's easy to bounce off you. So you really kind of gave me what is normally a sink or swim thing. You give me a very soft landing. In we, it, had, so. we had some great broadcast. Oh, I mean, we were, well said, well said. Kevin, you better start clapping. Give it up for Johnny. <laughs> Now, now yeah. Carlton gets to teach me. You know, you, you yeah. see how? Oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's a full circle. It's like you know, yeah. look at this synergy we have here with the yeah. future of uh, FIU student broadcasting. Which I can, I can speak my for myself. It was awesome when I did yeah. it, calling games with Johnny as well. So, awesome. all right. So you're from Broward County, I believe, Carlton. I don't. I, I please forgive me. I don't know exactly what part of what part of Broward. I, I assume. Were you closer? In Broward, we do not need a exact location of our car. Wow. Okay, that's fine. I'm from. All right, Kevin, taking charge. All right, well, and proud from Pompano. There, there. Pompano. Hey, I like Pompano. Okay. No, no, no. All right. So. Hey, you know, anyway. I don't, I, you never know if someone wants to not give up their, you know, give up their location. That's valid, but but the reason I bring I bring this up is that obviously you have FIU, you have the the school over in Boca, not to mention a whole host of other colleges at FIU who have similarly great communication courses. So, you know, just 
what made you pull the trigger on FIU initially? Was it based on what on on the communication course specifically? Was it something else that really made you uh, uh, sw- uh, change your opinion to go here? Maybe just what was that all like? Well, I mean, specifically for FIU, I was already uh, in the workforce for a number of years, um, mm-hmm. so already a seasoned office professional, if you will. And it was really during the 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 COVID pandemic <clears throat> when the whole world shut down yeah. that. Um, you know, I kind of, I think everybody, right, took a bit of a mental reset and thought, um, hey, is everything good? Are we doing what we want to be doing, you know, every day? And uh, I know certainly, I'm sure it's inspired a few of you guys. I'm, sure it's, I'm not the only person who inspired a life change in it, but um, that con- coincides with the added benefit of everything being online. Yeah. So it's it wasn't hard to go back to school, right? I could kind of look, I could kind of shop around because you're right, FAU being 20, 20, 25 minutes from me, certainly a lot easier to get to than, you know, south of the Dolphin Mall. <laughs> uh, we're F- in Tamiami, right? Um, but, you know, with everything being online, it was just super easy. And um, so when I was looking through the programs, it was the first year that they started specifically a sports broadcasting concentration, uh, yeah. you know, within the digital broadcasting uh, school. So it was an ability for, for me to say, oh, I, you know, I, I really like this program. I, I you know, as, as a seasoned office professional, I was on all of the professor's LinkedIn pages, like well before I even applied to make sure that, um, you know, it's kind of the uh, the older version of, of uh, what, like, you know, Instagram stalking someone. I was like, I was in the LinkedIn's like, what job did they have before? You know, is this just going to be someone in academia who's going to teach you broadcasting or someone who's got skills and connections and real world experience? So the FIU program is stellar and it's just, it's taking off now. And I'm, 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 you know, I'm excited, honestly, to be an alumni of it soon because I know that in 10 years, they're going to be turning, they'll be turning out a thousand of me better than me. You know, they're going to be turning out Kevin's. <laughs> I'm here for four years, so I'll have time. Yeah. I do want to ask you about your time at FSC because you did go and get, as you mentioned, you were already in the workforce before yeah. you were in FIU. So talk to us a little bit about FSU and, and your time there. And did you ever think that you would, and did you ever do any work with student newspaper, any of that stuff at, at FSU? Yeah. Uh, first of all, go Knowles. Love saying that in Miami. Um, no. Makes me a targeted man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, at, at FSU, yeah, I mean, obviously, pause, you know, put, take the pause and put them to the sky, you know, for sure. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, Florida state, you know, it was kind of one of those, you know, I got out of high school. I knew I had to go to a school. I, I applied everywhere. I got in, you know, everywhere in Florida that I wanted to get into. Um, I, I chose FSU over, over UF. Actually, it's kind of funny. I was on a tour at UF and as we're walking around, a guy just breaks into the tour group, like a student and just yells at us and goes, oh, yeah, baby gators, and does the thing. And I was like, absolutely not. No, <laughs> absolutely. We can turn this thing around right now. It ain't happening. Um, but I went to Florida State, had a great time, loved it. Uh, yeah, I worked with uh, the radio station up there is WVFS, Tallahassee. is the student-run radio program. Or the voice of Florida State. The voice of Florida State, yeah. That was Man, if I so many people up there would just do that at me, right after they heard me, because I I would I was on a we had Tomahawk Talk, which is an hour long sports program, and then you know fifty minutes to each hour we'd have a news and sports segment. So 
I did a ton of radio there. And then of course we got, we got press credentials there for football, baseball, all that stuff to just cover and write articles at. I even, I even finagled some back in the day, the NASL, which was the second div the division below uh, the MLS. They had a team in Jacksonville, the Jacksonville Armada. And I, I went and did a few Jacksonville Armada games. I got a couple Fort Lauderdale strikers, but that's a whole nice. different story. And uh, even Miami FC back in the day. So yeah, I've been around. I've, I've, I've wanted to do this uh, for a long time. And that was kind of the idea coming out of Florida State. I ended up getting a job down here at a, at a, at a brewery, Funky Buddha. I know, uh, I think the athletics department made a stop there for their tour this summer, right? Yeah. Yes. So Not that was, times. That, that might be the best job I've ever had. I mean, what a fun, I mean, what a great place to work. But uh, I started working at the, uh, the engineering firm I work at now, uh, first as an editor, you know, making sure people stop using semicolons uh, where they don't belong, which is a, a strange thing. People are very comfortable that they know what that means and they really don't. But uh, within three months of working there, I was the marketing manager. So, um, you know, if that tells you anything about the state of the company, I was I went <laughs> I moved up pretty quickly. So I've been working in a similar capacity around in, in that field for a while. And uh, you know, I think the, the best thing that I've done with my FSU degree is get get back into FIU. So um it was it was it was great though. I I mean the, the program up there is fantastic and the, the student radio there is 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 one of the best around. Talk to us a little bit about um I think it's MMC 3932, the class with Mr. Johnny you're muted. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say I think it's like it's called something else now. It's called like Oh yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, what is he talking about? Yeah. Originally it well, was because that was the original name. Originally it was it's called the OG, OG name. That's 3932 C. 3932 as in All right, well, let's just do it. Let's just make it very simple. Talk to us a little bit about about the class with AJ Ricketts, who we've had we had on the pod not too well, not too long ago. No, we had him on for not a while. Not so long ago. That was like episode nine, I think, Kevin. No, no, no. It was like it, it, we're already in double digits. But anyways, that doesn't matter. Talk to us about, you know why you took AJ's class, just the vibes, what you guys do over there, because I may be taking that class. You know, I know, Johnny, you already did it once. I think you're doing it again. So, you know, and for any FIU students who may be watching, I mean, it's a good time to, to give Mr. AJ Ricketts a shout out for what he does. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not anybody's guidance counselor, but Kevin, take the class. Uh, you know, and I, I know you guys saw me give that pitch to uh, to Keyshawn, uh, Keyshawn Fret when he came and did his basketball. I'm by that soon. Yeah, I, I I grabbed him by the shoulders and said, "This is AJ. Take his class immediately, right? Because really, it, it's like it's like an incubator. Um, every single person who took that class, even those who who weren't comfortable on mic, grew tremendously. Um, you know, I thought I was good, and then I got in that class and realized that there is there's so much room to grow, and there's stuff you know that that has made me a great broadcaster." Um, not even just in play-by-play, -play, but my stand-ups have improved tremendously. Uh, my writing, um, I think there's a, there's kind of a, you know, a mindset that people get into when they're writing for a script or writing for a stand-up or writing for a toss and they kind of get robotic and he does a great job of, of being like, yeah, we, robotics fine. Here's what it looks like if we get, if we get artistic, here's what, here's where the levels are. Right. And I think it's the most, it's the most valuable thing you can do. And there was, as much as he could possibly do, there was as much real world experience as he could get there. You know, a class period would be he'd go over some of our stuff, look it up and then be like, great, we're doing live shots. No skips, no breaks. And so many people, you know, 
uh, really struggle once once the camera comes on. You know, they laugh because they're nervous. They mess up a word and they, you know, they're like, you know, uh, you know, great game from the F A F. Dang, what man? I forgot. You know, oh, I you're being serious when you mess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Awesome. No, see, I've gone through the class. I don't make any mistakes now. Oh, um, yeah. Is that right? <laughs> but no, it's 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 really it's it's it. Like I said, it's like an incubator. Your skills will grow in ways you didn't think they could. No, for sure. I mean, I can you know cast. I, I took that class, and uh, I mean, I think for for giving opportunities for all students, like call games. At you know the, the the pitch, the field, or no the pitch and the field are the same thing. Say. Uh, the arena, all you know, it's 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 all it's all it's all it's all good stuff. You say all sports, it doesn't all matter. All sports, yeah. The playing surfaces, yeah. Playing surfaces. That's but it. I want to move on to this. You had a cool opportunity. You talk about broadcasting and getting opportunities to be on TV. You were on local television back in uh, either I think it was September, October, November, one of those months. Yeah. Uh, you were on local 10 news with this week in South Florida with Lena Milberg. Yeah. You and a couple, I think Tanya Jimenez, shout out to her. She was on it. A couple of people from UM, but, but yeah, you were able to talk on a round table, talk about that experience and getting to be on a, you know, local TV for the first time, expressing your thoughts as, as a college student. Oh, yeah, I know was, about this. The, the background, the story before this was pretty funny. But. Yeah. Oh, well, I know that it was, uh, I think I'm pretty sure it was November 5th because November oh. 4th, uh, yeah, I've got this one on deck because November 4th is the last time I got my hair cut before last Sunday. Uh, <laughs> wow. So, yeah, you're going to very present a very presentable version of me. But uh, I know this because my barber calls me uh, my famous guy. That's what he calls me now. Because I told, you know, where I'm in the chair and he's like, what are you getting your haircut for? I'm like, I'm going to be on TV tomorrow. And he's immediately like, take five of my business cards. We got a network, you know, <laughs> tell them that, tell them I did your hair. You know, they always plug that at the end. I'm like, I just don't know if it's that serious, buddy, but I'll do whatever I can. <laughs> um, but, you know, I went back and saw him like last Sunday and he's cut my hair for like 10 minutes. And he's like, all of a sudden he's like, that's right. My famous guy, man, you were on TV, you know? Um, so yeah, someone at a Christmas party came up and said that to me. And I was like, I was like jump scared. They were like, hey man, you were great on TV. I was like, was what, where, when? And they were like, the, the thing, you all sent us a link to it. I was like, oh yeah, right. That's right. Um, no, watch this. Johnny, send it to me when you get the chance. Or it's, yeah, it's not sports related, but it's still really, it's really good. No, I just want to watch it to see how Carlton did. Yeah, he was good. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the photo of Carlton they used for the graphics was a screenshot of uh, of that of, of of that time with WSB. Maybe it was the um uh the I think it was from Side. Could have been Kaplan News as well, and that's what I want to get to in a sec. But well, no, okay, I, I should say I probably should have started here. Glenn is uh, is a, is an unbelievable presenter, right? She's okay, yeah. he gets she so basically this this week in South Florida is a a news wrap up show, so she'll be interviewing. Um, either state or federal legislators uh, about topics in South Florida. She's had, you know, the mayor of Miami beaches on for their, uh, when they had their uh, very contentious election recently. Um, and she, she always has a round table on of, of community leaders. And so I got the opportunity uh, to represent kind of uh, the students uh, for, for what was a, a student round table um, to just get, yeah, it was great. Um, you're a leader, was, Carlton, you're a leader. That's that's why. <laughs> I don't know if I can tell this on air, but I won't say who. But the, uh, the oh yeah, text that I got was clearly copy and pasted from someone else because the text I got was 
you know, hey, so-and-so, do you have any students who aren't a total train wreck on camera? And, uh, you know, like we need someone, we need someone who wants to do this. And I was like, Hey, that's me. I'm great. I'm great on this. Uh, I'll be great. Uh, so yeah, but, um, no, it was, it was a terrific experience. We were on there. It's 30 minutes of, of live TV with commercial breaks, obviously. And, uh, just being able to kind of talk, you know, it, really openly. And, uh, Glenna was facilitating the discussion and she's, she's terrific. I actually, I meant to reach out to her. I've got, uh, pertaining to our, uh, our, Roundtable. I, I came across a fun piece of news I was going to share with her, but just reminded me. But uh, yeah, it was it was terrific, and hopefully, you know, uh, she she seemed to be very impressed. The people at Channel Ten were very very pumped up that we were all there. Um, even some FIU grads that were producers. Um, Stan Beauvoir was uh, was working as his internship, I think, or he was working there as a producer. And uh, Kenya, who was uh, a member of uh, Newsbreak for a while, so good Panther representation there. And uh, they were fired up. So hopefully they do it again and we can get more FIU students, you know, because it was a great experience. Mm, yeah, no, absolutely. It sounds like an awesome time. And uh, just being on TV, it's it's an awesome experience. Just just seeing yourself on, on TV. I, I, I know swear, was- everything that I do is for my mom. Like I'm on TV and my mom is like the happiest, you know, she's it, like every she listens. She and my dad listen to every single game, even. You know, even if it was last year, who was that, Johnny, where FIU lost like 22 to UTSA? UTSA, heck of a team, by the way. But, uh, yeah, they blew us out like 22 to 19. And they're like, uh, you know, my mom and dad are like, that was a great conversation you guys had about bowling in the eighth inning. I'm like, why are you listening still? That was an all-time great little segment. Yeah, no, it was. Radio but yeah, ball. no, it was, it was 22, like three, the game had been over for six innings and yeah. they listen there, you know, I, everything that I do, they're, they're so incredibly supportive. My mom and, and my dad, they listen, they listen to everything. They watch everything. They send it to all their friends. So this has all of a sudden become the most wholesome episode of the pod of the pause up podcast. That's I'm, why, I'm that's there for why we got more views than AJ did on, on that baseball broadcast we did. For the the blue and girl blue and gold World Series, when oh. AJ went to basketball, he had like three viewers, and we ended up with like 20, 30. So we love you, AJ. In case in case you still love you, AJ. Yes, yes, one hundred percent. Yes. Um, yeah, but apparently, check the ratings, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> We're killing you, AJ. <laughs> yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, okay. All right. <laughs> Well, I, I I thought it was getting too wholesome. I thought we'd do some call-outs. Okay, no, uh, I, 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 I understand. the guy and telling everyone to take his class. I'm just uh, th- that is true. If and, you take AJ's class, yeah. you'll get more viewers than him. Score <laughs> Listen, listen, listen. We would all recommend someone who really wants to get into the field to take his class. Right? Everyone, everyone here, 100 would recommend it. Absolutely. Right. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. It is a phenomenal class. Major does one hell of a job. So, so yeah, I wanted to ask you, I, I guess we're calling this section, this section, no, this section, Art of the Mic. Uh, so let's talk about you calling games, Carlton. What was the biggest thing you were worried about, you know, before you called that first game against UAB and then moving forward? I mean, I think what everyone is worried about when they first start is that they won't have anything to talk about. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of this weird compounding thing where, you know, half a second of dead air is no big deal. One second, not so bad. Three seconds of dead air feels like an hour, right? Yeah. 
Um, and I think that's the biggest fear. And it does. It like I said, I'm I'm glad I had you know Mayor there. Um, if if not just to bounce something off of somebody, but someone who's who's done it before and can kind of walk you through it. But it really does help you see the game in a very different way because you're looking in a different way, right? You want to find things to discuss. You want to uh, you want to analyze things, find stuff to talk about. It, it kind of made me really appreciate the FIU baseball stadium because I, I'd be there in the game and I just all of a sudden get overwhelmed by the sunset reflecting off the buildings at FIU and, uh, you know, the planes landing into MIA. And I was like, ah, people got to know about this. I got to start talking about the, you know, the setting and the scene and the atmosphere and all this stuff that makes, you know, going to sports games great. Uh, so that's that's one thing you worry about running out of stuff to talk about, but it's it melts pretty quickly. That's why we're going to be here for more than over an hour. <laughs> You're not I wrong, but you know what? Th those tend to be our best episodes. Didn't we just spend like uh, 90 minutes? I, I feel we almost yet. spent two hours just talking about FIU and I was pretty. Yeah, because there's always something to talk about here, you know, somehow. Well, yeah, Johnny, you're up. I'm up. Yeah. Yes, Johnny. We have a planner. Johnny, I just praised your ability to keep the ball rolling. Well, guess what? I'll keep the ball rolling right now. So you talk about all the sports you've done. Like well, we started with baseball, then you know you got into football. Now you're now you're the guy for basketball, which it's been fun to hear you call some games. And with all of that, what has been maybe uh, maybe the most difficult sport to call? I think you know. I think for me, if I start football, it was a difficult one. But what for you specifically was a, a sport that maybe you got into it? You're like, dang, this is I got to take some time to learn it and get used to it um, to kind of get the you know the wheels churning and get get better at it. Yeah, uh, it's definitely football, and I think it didn't help. I called FIU in Western Kentucky solo. Ooh, um, and a solo football broadcast is rough, right? You know, it's because it, I always think about it this way, right? And it's kind of similar to basketball, but in baseball, the series of events is, is more or less predetermined, right? The pitcher will throw the ball and the hitter will try and hit it. And you know exactly who the hitter is. They come up in order. You know who the pitcher is. If it's a new pitcher, they make a big giant deal about it. So you're not going to miss it, right? But it's like, oh man, is that, you know, and, and God love them. FIU's tight ends are numbered 85, 88, 89, and 99 which is difficult to see. And you have the beers, the beer brothers, the beer bros. Yeah, beer, yeah right, oh, two yeah. beers. Yeah, but one of them didn't even – we'll talk about that later, but one of yeah, them didn't but, even play. Yeah, but they're on my sheet, right? And so I'm, yeah. I've am look. i got to look up from <laughs> from my position, which, I, you know, unfortunately, Student Radio, they don't give us the – they don't give us the bird's nest, right? They don't give us the best vantage point and say, is that an 85 or an 89 or a 99 – uh, and, and, you know, you got to call out formations, blitz packages, uh, you know, if it, if it, if it looks like they're geared up to run or pass, if it's play action, there's so much stuff and solo in football that it's just, and it's constant, right? You, you can't shut up when it's just you. So yeah, solo football was, was easily the hardest call of, uh, of all. Uh, Okay. Shout out basketball, though. It ain't easy sometimes when the action is super fast-paced and you have to keep up with what in the world. Oh, with the way this FIU team likes to run, that is <laughs> – that is that definitely took some getting used to. I mean – And that's one thing, too, because, you know, I, I did the game with Carlton, the UTEP one, and that was my first ever basketball game. Never done in my life. Yeah. And I was like, man, like, 
you know, for baseball, it's easier because baseball, we could have a whole conversation and it's fine. Yeah. But like for basketball, it's like, you got to be quick, man. Like, and, and that's the, and, and that's, the, and we'll talk about Keyshawn in a bit because he did a great job and to, and I commend him for what he did, man, because for basketball, the first time doing it, it's yeah. not easy at all. I mean, and you know, you get better at it as you go and you, you find those moments where you could probably, you know, put in, at least looking at it from the analyst side, you could like slip in something here or there. And maybe sometimes you just don't talk because it gets to the point where, yeah, you don't need like to collect players. yourself, especially with FIU, because there, as Carlton mentioned, and that UTEP FIU game was a very fast paced game. There are two fast paced offenses. We'll talk about that later because FIU basketball certainly had themselves yeah. a year. But yeah, I mean, I, I totally get where Carlton's coming from. And, and you too, Jake, with the, with the speed of the game. The speed of the game. Yeah, it's crazy. That's why sometimes just calling baseball games was so fun because you, you you got to call it on your own terms. Yeah. You just had you just had to do a quick read on what the pitcher threw and if it made contact with the bat. And that was about it, right? Everything else just was kind of a fourth of an afterthought. So yeah, and it's important, right? It's not just speed, but also rhythm, right? Like Kevin, you're mm -hmm. getting at that. Sometimes you just don't have to say anything, right? Sometimes you can yeah. just let the band go dum dum. Dumb, dumb, before you jump back in, right? It's you have to be very, you have to be very situationally aware as as a broadcaster, which is is hard to do because you've all you've got to be you've got to be dialed in and know exactly what's going on, and you also have to be situationally aware enough to be like, we can let this simmer for a little bit, or you know, and I know as an analyst, that's one of the tougher things to do is like, is when do I get in here, right? When am when am I actually adding value, which. Uh, for your first game, you were terrific, Kevin. I'll take it. Hey, all right. Let's go, Kevin. Hey, Carlton, Carlton is one of the best to do it. So <laughs> it's easy to work with him. Come on. And, uh, and we did baseball. No, we haven't done baseball. No, we did that one game. You did, we, we did the Blue and Gold World Series, right? Yeah, that was the first time we'd ever done it together. And, and yeah, yeah. So we've gotten pretty good yeah. feedback, I, I would say. I know Carlton told me yeah. he's gotten good feedback from our duo and – for baseball, it's going to be very fun. That's all I'll say because this, yeah. this is a fun we'll, team. We'll, 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 we'll get to baseball near the end, of course. I mean, we need to talk baseball. But, yeah. So, uh, Carlton, uh, it, you, as I'm sure you know, every announcer tends to have a sort of uh, style or distinction in the way they call the games that that fans or viewers just tend to resonate. Obviously, you you have your own. Kevin has his own. Johnny has his own. Johnny's like, drawing three. But um, I wanted to ask you, Carlton. Yeah, we, we he, he has a very distinct one. But uh, have there been any – you you had talked about the soccer announcers, but have there been any other announcers from different sports that you've heard, regardless of the sport, that you have uh, based parts of your style on? Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, we're in the middle of basketball season, and Eric Reed has been the voice of the Miami Heat for – as long as, as I think any of you guys will probably remember, um, you know, through all those LeBron runs, through the through the down years, through the the Chris Bosh, Goran Dragic era, like that was um, fun. Yeah, that was a fun time, right? Shout out to UD. He's getting his jersey retired today. Right. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I mean, yeah. There's there's a ton of there's a ton of guys, right? Like Mike Trico is fantastic. Mike Breen is great. Um. <laughs> I love Joe Tessitore because a lot of people are kind of iffy on – I think Joe Tessitore has got the best job ever, right? He does football sometimes, but he does all of the boxing for ESPN, which is my favorite sport, and he gets to call like Holy Moly and the Rescue Dog uh, competitions. Like, yeah, 
what a gig, dude. That guy gets to do, I mean, what a, he, you know, he gets to do the, uh, he's basically the let's take a silly one announcer whenever they need. Oh, are you saying you want to be like him? Like you want to be a let's take a silly announcer? That's your goal? I would, if I could do like holy moly dog breed, I, you know, and the, the thing that you guys might not know about me, but a lot of people <laughs> kind of rag on me for is I'll watch any sport. I love all of them. I'll watch on Christmas what we were doing. Everybody's watching the NBA. I've got my whole family watching the AKC Dog Agility Challenge. No, Carlton, <laughs> swear. No. swear, it's a blast. I love that stuff. Carlton has to be one of the most positive people I know, man. I'm listen. I'm. You could have put me in front of a TV with dog stuff for five minutes. You're wrong because it's rad, actually. Um, it's I'm, rad. He likes he likes cricket. He knows but, everything about cricket. He spoke to Peter Pratt like, for like an hour about the cricket. sport. I'm just kidding, but well, that's both. crazy. Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, if I can, can I can I tell you my new secret obsession? All so right, here we this, go. It's an Indian game called. <laughs> I think it's pronounced Kabidi or Kabadi. Yeah. So it's essentially like Red Rover. And dodgeball and tag at the same time. So I'm gonna see it to like kind of like get yeah, I, it is electric. So it's teams of seven, and each like the team will send one guy over, and you've got to try and tag as many people as you can without getting tackled. And like these dudes get mauled, right? Like, and it's just it's terrific. It is terrific. It's on the plus. If you've got ESPN Plus, and the cool thing is it's on in the morning when nothing else is on because it's it's in India, and it's rad. Just click it on for five minutes, and you'll thank me. It's rad. I didn't think we would be advertising that sport on tonight's episode of the pod. What was it called again? Just just so I know. I've only seen it written, but I think it's either Kabidi or Kabadi. Do you watch professional chess, Carlton? Uh <laughs> <laughs> sometimes they pop into like my youtube shorts but no i don't watch you know i, I like, I like sports guy yeah well, it's you sometimes you fall into it you know that ig reels i was look i'll tell you this i was not an ig reels guy at all but then due to fiu and their tiktok ban i got right. to using ig reels and that's all i use now so i don't blame carlton maybe i go on youtube shorts one day and bang you know? I will say the one sport that I always see on TikTok and IG Reels that always gets me hyped, even though I don't watch it, is professional darts. Like every oh, now and then I'm oh, going to see a darts oh, clip oh. that, like, the hype in the room is so, like, insane. Like they have, like, their, they have their walk of music. Let like, me tell you something. Darts is is it's the best filmed sports sport out there. You think so? Absolutely, because they just need two camera angles. They have a still shot on the dartboard and a shot on the guy throwing the darts. And the moment it leaves his hand in a stadium full of people who have to be absolutely hammered, right? As soon yes. as leaves his hand, there's a half a second where nothing appears on the dartboard, but you know it's in the air. Yeah. And then triple 20s. And the place goes nuts. It's yeah. awesome. It's yeah. awesome. It is like a it's like a master class in suspense filmmaking. Yeah. I need to ask you about the FIU UTEP game because if, if you recall, FIU was down 16 in this game. Was that and at right? that point, Vice Night, Vice Night, too. We don't, dude, I'm talking about basketball. Oh, I'm talking basketball. about basketball game oh, that yeah. just happened. FIU, no offense. FIU football got changed. I know, Carlton did call that game. I called the, I have called 100% of 
of FIU uh, football and basketball games against UTEP this year. Yeah, I need to ask you what what was your call when you saw the UTEP players running to the Lambo? Running to what? What UTEP? I'm talking about football now. Oh, what yeah. was your call when you saw them running to the Lambo? I don't. Oh, I don't I remember my call. That. I just remember my feeling because so. If, if for those of you who don't know, it was it was Vice Night, which you know was like this. Yeah, Jake, Jake, rocking it. Like it was this massive promotion. You know, months before they unveiled these uniforms with like Coach McIntyre in a Lambo or whatever. It was it was super high. It went crazy viral. It was on every like college football top uniforms list. Right. It was it was, it was on Sports Illustrated. Sports one. Illustrated. Rest, Rest in peace. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still alive, boys. I'm still alive. That's still alive. There. Um, you know, and uh they so they had like a, a an electric blue Lambo, like a pink, I don't know, rich person car. They had a Rolls Royce as well. And they Rolls had a Rolls Royce there. Yeah, Clarence. They had these really good cars. And, and I remember I sat, I sat there and I thought to myself, there's only two possible outcomes that, that I think will happen. One, somebody pulls a Marshawn Lynch and hops in it and drives it around. Or two, this is going to get really embarrassing. And yeah, there was the interception in the fourth quarter on Kiwan Jenkins. And I saw him running over there and I just thought, can't be mad at him because I totally called this. Uh, but like, of course you do that, right? Like, of yeah. course you go celebrate on the Lambo. It was on their sideline anyway, right? It's not like they had to go into enemy territory and do it. They put one on the UTEP sideline for who knows why. And, uh, you know, I mean, what do you do but tip your cat? cat I think it made Sports Center's top 10, I think, right? Not too. I mean, it, made, it made ESP. It, I know it made headlines, but yeah. All right, now let's go to basketball. FIU down 16. We, we were both on the call for that. Yeah. At that point, Although they were down by 16, we, we would both say, like, it felt a lot closer than it was, and evidently we were right because well, that's how you made the comeback. But I, I mean, I remember turning to you at one point, you know, they so they'll only let us get a player on the radio after the game on a win, right? They don't, you know, which makes sense. Um, and I remember turning to you at one point and going, we're not going to get to interview anybody. So I don't know if I was. Well, at- you were out of it, but I was. And usually, when I'm on the, you know, probably in the in the midst of the moment, I was probably like, "It's over, it's over." But you know, they come back and the, the final play of the game. You make probably one of the best calls I I would say from what I've heard from you, you've ever made. And unfortunately, I got in the way in the way of it by screaming "Yeah" in the background. But who cares at that point? Hey, do you guys want to see it? You have yeah. it? You have oh, it? eight to go. He's got to make something happen. Dean strips it away to Lipscomb. He drives in. Sunil go for it. Time expires. The Panthers win. The Panthers win. They come all the way back. 72-68. They end the game on an 11 to nothing run, and they win by four. What a game. at that point i was just like man this game's too good but no, anyway it's it's it was i mean um kevin will know this but before that right like i said they they closed a great call me they closed the game on an 11 nothing run in like the, the last two minutes and 30 seconds and the 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 obcc the bank is is just getting louder and louder and louder as this is happening. And at one point, I'm out of water. 
And I'm like, I'm because you know you, you have to raise your, you know, you have to raise your intensity uh, as the game picks up. You know that you know they tra- they were they did not lead until that moment with 30 seconds to go. And Deshaun Gittins laid it in. They it was zero zero, and then they tied it up <laughs> right with a minute to go, and they took the lead with 30 seconds. So it was, you know, it, it just got louder. I had to I stole Kevin's water right right out from under him. Uh, cause I was just, I was like, I was like, I needed I was to, more than glad to give it to you. Yeah. So I was like, take um, it out. But anyway, yeah, no, I, I thought, it, I thought it was, um, I mean, I guess I didn't realize it in the moment. I was just so caught up, but, um, and I'm not great at social media, so I don't know if it's doing well, but I know, uh, Mosinogo had reposted it. Um, you know, I, I saw it was getting a lot of love on, on, on your guys' channels and stuff. So that was, that's, that's always super cool, right? Like, it's not about me, but my job is to kind of bring what's happening to everybody else and to see everybody respond the way they did was super cool. Now, how'd you feel about my, my interruption in your call? Yeah. Honest, not the biggest sin you committed. If I can roast you for a second, there's a, if you back that up at about 45 seconds, Muhammad Sunogo gets a steal, right? With it's a tie ball game. They get a steal. There's 45 seconds left. And Kevin yells over me, this is for the win. And you can hear me laugh in the call because I'm like, brother, there's 45 seconds left. We got like, we've got maybe four more possessions in this one. Like, we, you know, this is, this is not for the win at all. Um, Johnny, is there a way you can pull that clip? I really want to hear that. Uh, the, the, that clip, I, that, that, that's, that, that's like some in the vault, unfortunately. We'll send it to you later. We'll send it to you that's later. Not, I sent you guys the eight-minute cut. You could go find it. Oh, Start looking, Johnny. Well, um, Jake does his news break, but I do want to ask you: Where would you rank that on all-time calls for you? Oh, for me, I mean, that's got to be number one, right? I mean, um, I never got the accompanying footage to it, and I should say, uh, I listen to every call that I make. I go back, you know, because I have to drive back to Broward County. I'll listen back, right, to my calls, and um, yeah, I think that was probably that's that's. That's one, if not, if not, it's it's definitely up there. Johnny, did you find yeah, it? Like the you know, I, I never I never um what's a good call and what's a bad call. So I I judge it if if people like it, then it's good. So this is real that was real. Yeah, so people have like I said, the people that have responded to this have been um ter- terrific. So if the people are responding to it, then I'm doing what I need to do. To be fair, in my defense, if you think about it, there's a lot of other analysts that do get in the way of those type of calls. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, no, have you heard? Have you heard the Charlotte Hornets TV broadcast? Eric Collins. Have you heard them? No. They're electric, man. They're they electric. every little thing. It's both of them screaming. And they're like, yeah, and I'm like, wow, dude, these guys love it. You gotta listen. Just just search it up. What's his name, Jake? The play-by-play guy. I need to pull it up, but I, I don't know the name. But I can absolutely agree that they are—they are like you can find a compilation of some of their craziest. They have, they have, a, they have compilations of these men on Twitter, yeah. just screaming at any random thing that happens on the court. But anyways, I think that was the first half of the show. Oh no, you have one more, Johnny. Go yeah, for it. Johnny, do you have something to oh, yeah, ask? This is our awesome a fun one. Uh, something that I know. I kind of was able to, to to coordinate with you and then kind of took off. That's my man, Keyshawn Fred, who is an outfielder for the Hawaii baseball team. Yeah, so originally he wanted to get on a podcast and do an interview with him, and I was able to get that set up. And all of a sudden, 
Keyshawn told you that he wanted to do nice. this, and basically you forced him to call a game with you, and he, he he wanted to do it. And what do you know? He was uh, seen calling an FIU basketball game on a win, and a uh, cool experience. We're going to talk a little about that and the calling game with a, a student athlete. You know, pretty cool. Yeah, this this poor guy. Um, I should say my <laughs> my first my first interaction with with Keyshawn was actually calling a home run he hit in the uh, <laughs> World Series. So, um, you know, he he cranked like a three-run homer over the scoreboard in left center. And um, I, I don't even remember my call, but I remember Johnny and Kevin telling me like a few weeks later, they're like, hey, you know, because there was – first of all, the kids were hitting bombs that day. I think there was four home runs. It was it was Guida, Sammy Fisher, yeah, Ryan West, Sean Fred, Austin Deering. It was like five, yeah. six home runs. Yeah, so there was a lot of good material out there. So And we filmed the whole thing too, which made it even better. Yeah, and we got to broadcast on, on on all our stuff, Twitter, yeah. YouTube. That was super cool. Okay. Yeah, haven't seen the check for that, by the way. But that we'll talk about that off air. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was like, no, no I got oh. lost in the mail. I don't know what to tell you. Carl. Yeah, all, right. all right, Johnny, keep looking for that. Clip. Well, so so anyway, so uh, yeah, so Johnny was like, uh, oh yeah, like he loved he loved the call, and I was like, oh great, you know, like I said, that's why I do it, right? So later, I've, you know, I've got to do an interview with someone and I'm not picky. You know, I was like, Hey, any baseball player in mayor's like, I'm going to get you, I'm going to get you Keyshawn. And I was like, great. Like I remember him, you know, maybe. So we're talking and during our interview, it comes up and he's like, that was you. Oh, that was awesome. You know, he's like, Oh, the play by play is so cool. He's like, he's like, that's what I want to do. I want, I'm, I'm going to minor in communications because I want to play and I want to broadcast after I play. And I was like, I was like, oh, so we'll get you on everything baseball. We'll, you know, we'll get you pregame, postgame, just joking with him. He's like, yeah. And he takes a pause and he goes, I could do basketball too. <laughs> and I immediately was like, he doesn't know who he's talking to. I was, and so I was like, I was like, I was like, what? What'd you say? He's like, I could do basketball. I know the game. I know all the players. And I go, look at me right now. Eyes here. Do you want, I pointed at him through the Zoom. I said, do you want to do a basketball game with me? And he's like, he's like, um, uh, sure. And I was like, great. I'm going to send you some dates, sign you up. Don't miss it. And, uh, like, so a week, you know, a week later, I sent him these dates in January and he's like, uh, okay, sure. I'll do the 11. And, uh, he was fired up about it. So, um, respect to him, man. It's tough to come out. I mean, especially to basically be pressured into it, but, uh, he was, he was great. Great sport. Well, well, how how did he do? Like, do, do you have any constructive criticism you'd like to share right now? I mean, I, you know, it's his first game. I think he was, I think he started out nervous, which is totally normal. We all have, right? Right. And he started to kind of, he started to kind of put his foot on the gas a little more as the game got on, which I really liked. Um, But I told him and I tell everybody it's reps, right? You don't get good. You're not good out of the box. You may think you're good out of the box, but uh, it's reps. It's, you know, as much, as many times as you can get out there, as much as you can, you know, as much as you can prepare and as much as you can get out there is how good you're going to get. So he likes it. He wants to do it. I'm, 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 I will go to his advisor and make them put him in AJ's class next semester. I think it's important for him. And I think for any of those guys that want to be broadcasters, you know, you can't just, unless you have the natural charisma of David Ortiz, right. You can't just slip into it with no training, you know, or Gronk or, you know, some of these guys that are just, you know, charisma monsters who can just, you know, who can just get on and say anything and, and, and America loves them. Right. You, you know, it takes work. It's, it's hard. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, not, not want to know because I did, my first game, funny enough, was was with Jake and Johnny. What were your original thoughts on on my was was phenomenal. that the one in Coral Gable, the baseball game in Coral Gables? That was the walk off. Yes. Uh, Damn it! Okay. I can't talk about that, unfortunately. Oh yeah. I'll talk about your broadcast. It was it was. That's it what was I want to know. Yeah, I don't it care. Good. It was good. That's it. It was good. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't wow. say. I, other yeah, than that, Carlton, Carlton much more better at describing. <laughs> it was fantastic. Um, Jake, that's all I can say. Fantastic. What? How was my broadcasting? Oh, um, oh, I think I hopped on with Jake first on the mic. So. No, I think it was me and Johnny for most of the game, but come the latter end, Kevin stepped in for Johnny. And um, yeah, I just showed was- up, and Johnny's like, "You want to call the game?" And I'm like, "Huh?" He's like, "Yeah, you want to call it?" I'm like. Okay, and I was like, oh. I mean, yeah, you you were the color commentator, and obviously you had insight on the players. So whenever you brought up stuff about the players, yeah, it made a lot of sense what you were talking about. So you were definitely um, knowledgeable with what you were talking about, right? Obviously, not uh, like slow paced, but as the game sort of progressed, and obviously FIU got in the lead, we were bo- obviously we were both super excited that we were potentially going to see some FIU history and then knocking off the games, but obviously it didn't it didn't go that way. And that and but it still spearheaded some great convos and a lot of energy from us. So I, I'd like to say that we both did a good job that day. So there you go. And then I made I made Johnny record the I was like, Johnny, you like you have to record the final out. This uh, is history. Oh no. And lo, lo and behold, it's it was the walk-off homer that I recorded. And and the second you notice the ball leaving the air, you see Johnny's phone flip down. So he doesn't <laughs> catch the whole thing. I'm like, oh my god! Like, I think the second shot, I just left field. It's out of here. Miami wins. Yeah, that's because he it's, is. Because I mentally knew, by the way, what I was gonna say if it was the third out. I knew mentally what I was gonna say. Be like, history. FIU has beaten Miami in baseball for the first time in four years. And it didn't happen. It was wasted. It would have been Shakespearean the way that game ended had FIU won. And it well, it was. It was Shakespearean because you know mostly he wrote tragedies. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, okay. Well, uh, moving on then. I, I, I don't want to talk anymore about that game because it still it still gets me upset. As I'm sure it does to you as well, Kevin. So uh, let's get into a news. Is, break. is it time for a news break? Somehow, fifty minutes in. <laughs> I think it's time for a news break then. It's the Pause Up Podcast news break. Quick look at all things FIU athletics and just uh, FIU in general. So why the hell not? So um, let's start off with FIU women's basketball. You see, Johnny? Oh, yeah, Johnny, you better better listen. Um, It was recently announced that head coach Jessica Burks-Wiley was named the All-D1 coach the week by whoopdirt.com. This is coming off FIU's seventh straight win as they took care of the Flames yesterday, winning their seventh straight game, again, which is the longest winning streak since the 2004-2005 season. FIU is currently uh, 13-5. and They're undefeated in conference play and is sitting in first place uh, in the conference as well. So moving on to FIU athletics in general, they've announced that the Panthers have posted a cumulative Fall semester GPA of 3.35, which is the 18th straight semester that they've posted a GPA of 3.0 or better. Uh, 14 different sports programs specifically posted above a 3.0, and five programs earned a 3.5. The team with the highest GPA was the women's volleyball team, which posted a 3.73. 
On top of that, 40 uh, student athletes earned a perfect 4.0 and 29 student athletes earned their bachelor's this past semester. So congratulations to all of FIU Athletics. Uh, FIU, this is just FIU news. They recently accepted a $10 million donation from the founder of Leon Medical Centers to fund the long-awaited Casa Cuba building on campus. Casa Cuba will be an academic and cultural center dedicated to all things Cuba at MMC on Southwest 107th Avenue and 16th Street. It should, ho it should host uh, events and exhibitions and will officially be called the Benjamin Leon Jr. Building. This has been a project in the work works all the way back since uh, in 2015. It will now likely cost around $40 million total, and it, it should open in 2027. That was initially all for Newsbreak, but I see someone, I'm assuming that's Kevin, is, is adding one more thing that uh, we sh that I should bring up, and it is the fact that a uh, friend, friend of the uh, the Pause Up podcast, uh, a guest that we had on the show way back when, Grayson James. Uh, he spent three seasons with the FIU Panthers. He recently entered the transfer portal. He has now found his home. He's off to the uh, uh, the ACC, joining the University of Boston College Eagles. He heads, like I said, to the Power Five level along with uh, Chris Mitchell, Philip Houston, Jordan Garrah. They've all made it to P five and. Uh, I, I had mentioned this in the um, on the pause up Twitter or X account, but if, if anyone from Boston College wants to wants to see more about you know who about the type of person and the type of player that they are bringing um, to Boston College, Johnny and I we uh, got to speak with Grayson. I believe what, what was it? It was episode eighteen back on August or uh, excuse, April twenty fifth. You're right. You're fully right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna. I think you're right, so I'll say you're right. What do you, what, what do you mean you think you're right? I think you're right, so I'm going to assume you're right. On you know, what? On the date. He's yeah, reading I, it off the screen. Oh, I just looked, oh, I the just screen. looked okay. at it off the pause. Of off, course off, he's off right. <laughs> but no, Johnny, I, as, as I'm sure you can also attest, though, uh, Grayson James, super cool guy. Every time we every time we see it, we saw him on the field for him, he always dap us up, tell us, hey, how's it going? You know, and he was a great guest on the show. No, really, awesome dude. Uh, nothing but the best for him. And um, yeah, uh, good luck over. And uh, is it chest? What's it? What's it? It's not. It's what's it? Chestnut. Chestnut Hill. Chestnut, Chestnut Hill, Hill yeah. over in Boston. The, who who just beat? Uh, I believe SMU in the uh, Pinstripe Bowl as well. So no, the Fenway Bowl. Oh, the Fenway Bowl. Excuse me. It was it was Miami and Rutgers. In the, it was it was one of those iconic baseball stadiums in the Northeast. You know, so close yeah, enough. Sure. Uh, Carlton, uh, let's talk a bit about about just FIU men's basketball because, of course, that's the that's the main thing you're you're covering now. You've seen as many FIU games as as, as all of us. You've 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 talked to the players. You you've seen all the action, Joe. So just you know, talk a bit about what you've seen from this team so far. They've had their ups. They've had their downs. They did, of course, had a very a very high quality win against against UTEP that you were there for. Not to mention New Mexico State as well. That was a great game. Uh, just you know, what have you seen from the team? Well, I think it's it's really kind of, you know, it's a story of what's been happening lately, right? A really, really tough non-conference schedule, right? You've got mm -hmm. the um, the trip to the Caymans against a couple of great programs, and and you got to play three games and three games down there. You've got three games in three days, I should say. Got on the road at Miami, on the road at FAU, uh, you know. UCF. You on the road at UCF, yeah. and Kennesaw State comes in, and if you if Miami, FAU, Kennesaw State all won their conferences last year, all three of them tournament teams, right? 
tough. They managed to to beat Kennesaw State, but you know the Miami game they had a twelve point lead there in the second half. Um, FAU has has proven, you know, I mean, F, listen, let's call it what it is. FAU is is the best team in the state of Florida. And they proved that they're 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 legit. They're a top ten team that's that's not going to go anywhere, um, especially come tournament time. They're they're great. Um, so, you know, the record wasn't great and, you know, you lose a heartbreaker at Utah tech over the winter break. Yeah. Despite some incredible shooting from Javante Hawkins, who, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about in a minute. And then you go lose a, a tough one, you know, on the road, Jacksonville state to open up conference play. But, uh, coming back, I think the, the most impressive thing in the, in the two game sweep they had here at home is they finally had the ability to close a game out. We mentioned Miami, um, you know, they've lost on a couple of buzzer beaters this year. Florida Gulf Coast is another great example. They, just, they have not been able to close as as well as they would like, whether that's surrendering a lead or whethering that's crawling back, right? And it was it both sides of that happened. New Mexico State. They had a big lead. They let them back in the game, and then they opened it up late yeah. to close it out. And it's the exact opposite against UTEP, right? Down a big hole, able to fight back, and then close it out in the final minute. So that's something I think. Um, I think that they that Coach Ballard and the players are going to look back on, and, and if that's a trend that keeps happening for them, then they're in a, they're in a, they're going to be a great team solely because their style of play can can really wear someone down. And if you can wear them down for 30 minutes and close them out over the last 10, you've got a shot against anybody in this conference. Yeah. And that's the big thing too because you you kind of said it Carlton. It's either either they have a lead or they bl- and they blow it or they're just not able to get back into it sometimes and you look back at the Miami game, they had a 12-point lead. I mean, it's not like FIU's no slouch either. They're they're not a bad team by any means. It's just either they can't put it all together on one night, or as we know, they're the worst rebounding team in the conference. They give up the most shots in the conference. They give up the highest three-point percentage in the conference. And and you give that credit to maybe maybe the press isn't what you want to run the whole time, but it makes teams a little, you know, teams sometimes just aren't able to stop it. And we saw that with Liberty yesterday very early on in the game. And we saw with Miami at one point too. I mean, FIU just started also making their shots too in that game. And you look at it, FIU's could be so much better than they are right now, and they've proven to be a lot better. They're kind of getting it back going. I mean, this Liberty game was very tough. Liberty would not miss a shot. Now it's just, yeah. yeah. I mean, let's let's. I mean, let's let's be honest. The record is not indicative of the talent on this roster. Um, and I think you know, there's there's been close games in there. Yeah, the Liberty game is tough, but they were nuclear from three. I mean, you're not really going to do anything about that, right? I mean, if you, I mean, uh, I bring them up because they're so great, but you know, FAU lost a game to Bryant this year. You want to know why? Because the shooting just didn't fall. They shot 28 percent, 26 percent from three. You're not going to beat anybody when you shoot that poorly. And the other game they lost was to another game they lost was to Illinois, and Illinois had two guys go for like 35. So if it's it's just the way it is, and it's it's a testament to the parity in Conference USA right now, where Liberty and Middle Tennessee State were far and away the preseason picks to run away with the conference, and they even though Liberty beat FIU last night, they're both in the cellar of this conference four games in. You know, this is everybody thought this was Liberty's conference and they'd run away with it. No, UTEP struggling early in conference. 
Uh, FIU, you know, now two and two in conference. Middle Tennessee as well. They were, I think, projected to win the conference. Yeah, Middle Tennessee and Liberty was the, was kind of the consensus. And, and Liberty and Middle Tennessee are in the cellar right now. You know, UTEP was projected to have a big year there. They're struggling early on in conference play. Jacksonville State looks great. Uh, Western Kentucky looks great. And uh, it's and a test for the parity here in conference. Yes, yeah, definitely. I think uh, La Tech also amazing start for them they beat liberty they actually beat liberty in overtime so yeah i mean this is no joke of a conference uh, yeah. when you get it. obviously utep is bounce bounce back they're a very good team i know fiu beat them but man it, it was when you look at the odds for these last couple of games fiu's played in pretty damn close odds i mean that and we were looking at it that line did not change until maybe 10 minutes before tip off that yeah. FIU ended up being favored there by like two points so yeah I mean, man <laughs> FIU was has that same problem where they're struggling to close. Exactly. Um, exactly. I mean, they blew a 16 point lead. Yeah. There's a, there's a great program uh, in El Paso minor talk on, on 600 AM, the ESPN station over there. I love, listen, I was, I was looking back to the game when we beat them and they ever, they were going off about, about the UTEP, the, the strategies and down the line, like, Crazy. Yes, yeah, Sal Ronis and those guys. I mean, you know, shout out to JJ Minor fan. All the guys that call in over there. I'm serious. Yeah. I mean, they're 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 dedicated. They're, they're great. Yeah, and, and listen, I you know, if they're listening, I listen. All right. Whenever whenever we're going to play UTEP, I go listen because you're not going to get better insight than those guys. But UTEP's a team that struggled to close. Um, you know, and it, it's really the the margins are are a lot closer in this conference than people thought they were going to be. So. The, the conference record, I, I think it's – I really think this is going to be a conference that surprises people. And FIU's goal now is to get into this conference tournament. And if you get into this conference tournament, everybody has shown that they can beat everybody. Yeah. yeah. The, you know, whoever comes out – and I think it's going to be one of those instances where probably because the record of whoever wins the conference isn't going to look great. It might be in a play-in game. But this could be a play. This could be a conference that gets a play-in team that surprises people because they—they're all they're going to do is dogfight each other for the next couple of months before March. Yeah. Now let's talk about one of the best players on this team. Not only just the best player on this team right now, but one of the best players in the conference USA. And right now he's one of the best three-point shooters in the nation. And Javante Hawkins, I believe he ranks in the top twenty in three-point percentage in the nation. He is, has the highest three-point percentage. Correct me if I'm wrong, John. In conference USA right now and right now he is in the top 10 in scoring for CUSA along with Arturo Dean but you know I was going to ask you who was your favorite player to call but right now this has to be the the guy to call right now when it comes to Javante Hawkins what he's done he dropped 24 against Liberty 20 against I believe UTEP he had a big game against uh, New Mexico State as well I mean this guy went from averaging five points a game year after year after year and now he is maybe the best player on this FIU team right now. Well, I think it's one of the cool things about calling college sports is, is guys can grow in, in a major way. And you see guys take leaps in the NBA, but, you know, that's that's to be expected as they grow into into professionals. But the, the leap that Javante's taken this year, whether it's in, in role, in leadership, um, or in, in, in raw production, has been remarkable. I mean, he was – I mean, he, he, he gets into this mode. And, and what's crazy is he's – He's he's he might be the best three point shooter in Conference USA. I don't know if he's the best three point shooter on this team uh, because this is this team is full of guys who can absolutely rain from three. Whether it's you know Lipscomb, uh, well Paytar's having a, a rough year so far, but listen, it, that's going to get on track. It's it's statistically impossible that it won't. Um, 
you know, I mean, this is uh, Javante, his ability to, to create his own shot too, right? He's great at catch and shoot. He loves the corner. But against Liberty, you saw him hit a couple step backs, create his own threes. And then, you know, it was his, you know, that Utah Tech, that performance, he single-handedly, once Dean fouled out, willed that team into overtime and brought him close. And it's been tremendous to watch him grow as a player and as a leader. If there's one thing that stood out too about that Liberty game is the amount of the, how good Liberty's defense was from beyond the arc. And that's one thing that UTEP also was known for. And, you know, going back to that game as well, but man, Javante Hawkins just, just found a way to just move around and, and find those quick open shots. He's one of the quicker shooters on this team. And, and you know, that's also the case with Jaden Lipscomb, who absolutely he, he struggled against Liberty. There's just no other way to say he cannot get a shot off. Arturo Dean as well. I know he ended up with double digits, but those guys would not let FIU get a shot off. And for how quick FIU is, and we know this all, FIU has to be one of the fastest teams in the conference in terms of yes. how quick they run their offense, how active they are on defense. They force – I think right now they forced the most turnovers in CUS, if not their second or third in that category. So certainly FIU has shown it. But, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, FIU is off to a good starting conference play. They're still 2-2. Two and two. They're at 500. You still have a chance to now go, I believe, or facing Western Kentucky, which is right now the top dog in the conference. So it's either them or Sam Houston. And it's not going to get easier from there. You have Western and then you have Sam Houston. And, and, and in reality, it's going to be the team that runs off a series of road wins that's going to run away with Conference USA. UTEP struggled on the road. Mexico State struggled on the road. FIU, Liberty, you name it, they've struggled on the road in Conference USA. And, um, you know, it's the team that runs off a couple of road wins that's going to that's gonna get it done. Yeah. 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 Oi! I'm again? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just uh... – I'm just enriched on the uh, the anal. Clearly, clearly, you've been hard at work finding that. Trying to find that video. Oh, I'm trying to find it. I'm to find it. I mean, I try to find. I'm trying to find a way to like add it in here, but we'll we'll figure it out. Okay, we talked basketball. Let's move on to baseball. That's the uh, that's a big one. We're under a month away from baseball starting at FI Baseball Stadium. Yes. Right yes. Sixteenth, Long Island University, seven o'clock p.m. First pitch. Uh, ESPN Plus. Also, you can listen in on FIU, thirty nine thirty Sports Radio Network which I assume that will happen. Look at that. Uh, he still remembers the plug. I don't know. I am. I love the plugs. Call and Kevin on the call. Here's the thing. We're all excited for opening day. Uh, a lot of uh, optimism with this team. Obviously, last year, you know, 21-win season, but the most wins for, for the program in, in a good amount, a couple of years. But uh, I think a lot of excitement for this team. Carlton, what are you excited for? Obviously, a lot of things, you know, you could talk about. I think one big sign is the offense. Uh, your Our boy, Keyshawn Frett. Is part of that our, our boy Ryan Guido, who was on the podcast earlier, is going to do some good things. But what excites the most about this FIU baseball team in 2024? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just it's it's the excitement of not knowing, right? And I know you know this number off the top of your head, Jonathan. How many new players are there? Um, too many to count. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Uh, there are about about. Hold up. Wow, he doesn't have a specific wow, I, I, number. You know what? Let's I mean, let's I mean, do what every fan should do. They I should mean, go check out the Paza preview. Yeah, yes. The number. Here you go. Everybody. Okay, we're at 20. Okay, there's about around over 25 new players. Players added. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve. Everybody what? Thank you. Put me on the spot and I and I, I couldn't. 25. 25. There you go. Oh, and, and, and what? 17 returning players? 
Oh, here we go. Um, 14, 14 or 15. This is the part of the show where we make Jake count. 17. Oh, crush that. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, it's more. Carlson's oh, already digging deep into baseball. I know it. I know <laughs> you are. I Listen, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's that's the biggest question mark, right? Is 25 new players, 17 returning players. And this is something I talked to Keyshawn about, like, what does that do? What's what's the culture like? Like, you know, normally I asked him, I said, you know, normally, you know, the new players get to a team. There's a little bit of, you know, you know, hazing or go pick up my laundry or that stuff. But I was like, but you outnumber the old guys. Like, are you like, are you guys all, you know, putting it in reverse on them? But he just said it's it's been super, they've been super welcoming, right? They've just folded them in and showed them the way things work around here. And the, the cool thing I'm hearing from the guys is that everybody's just picked it up. Right. It's just they've gone at full tilt, new player, returning player, and they've 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 just decided to just go full tilt. And we got a sneak peek of what some of the new offensive pieces look like during the blue and gold world series. And wow, you know, this was a team that had some pop in the lineup. Obviously, Alex Sanchez, who had a fantastic uh senior season, Guida always has some pop in the bat, but was really you know looking for another big power threat behind that and it looks like there's a couple guys that are going to be playing every day here who can just flick their wrists and hit one over the fence um it's a new level of power and uh, the pitching looks great you're getting some new arms back right owen puck who missed all of last season recovering from tj you know aj puck's brother by the way yeah i've heard that from you before <laughs> oh my god um that's how he always introduced him to me he's like you know a owen owen puck AJ Puck's brother. Uh, That's how Johnny's. If if Johnny calls a game with you this year, he's gonna be like, so Owen Puck, AJ Puck's brother's on the mound. Yeah. Listen, and th the thing is, Owen is about to show everybody that he is he is his own man. I mean, he, from from the early reports that I know Kevin you did out of his his you know now that he's back throwing live, is he's tearing it up. Um, good depth of breaking pitch. He's pumping up to like 96, 97. He's gonna be a problem and. You know, really, it was it was a lack of of situational hitting last year, and and you know, back end pitching problems for this team. So they've loaded up on that, and they've completely recharged the offense. So I I just I just want to see what it looks like more than anything. Yeah. No, absolutely. That's a good point. So we're all getting excited for again. First pitch. Uh, oh, I, I I have the planner right in front of me. By the way, I, I can't wait. To, I can't wait to look back and see. Um, Kevin's projected starting infield, outfield, and pitchers, and see what he got right and what he got wrong. That's going to be a it's that's going to be a fun I'm preview you for right you. now. I, dude, I'm telling you, I may have spent like two weeks on this one article. I dug so deep into this team. I went to so many people. To, I went to Johnny and I asked him so much stuff. I asked him for all these returners about this guy, that guy, any records I need to keep in mind. I went. I never give myself a pat on the back for an article. But holy crap, do I give one to myself for that one? I think it amounted over 500 views. Oi, Johnny. No. Johnny Clark. No, I'm, yeah. I'm proud of Kevin with the work he did. It, it did really well from uh, what the players told me. They loved it. And uh, getting coverage out there is important, but he did a really a yeah. deep dive on this team, yeah. which is great for, for you guys as well and for, for me. So, uh, yeah, props to, props to Kevin for, for – I mean, I, I yeah, like Kevin said, I, I, I'm using it as a reference. Plus, it's like I get the study guide and the professor to help me take the test once first pitch goes up. So yeah, I'm gonna be yeah. excited on games with you. But yeah, I will. Yeah, I'm, dude, I'm pumped. 
I'm telling you right now, I am so pumped. The broadcasts are going to be electric. This team is going to be so fun to watch because they're going to hit more. They're going to score like 10 runs a game. But anyways, I, I do want to follow your sentiment and say this team brought in power. Yeah. You, you didn't. I don't know if you mentioned Jeff LaCorey, but he's bringing in power. Yeah. Austin Deering, who in my opinion was the MVP of that Blue and Gold World Series. Yes. And many are telling me maybe he could be the starting center fielder for this team come opening day. So that's a name to keep an eye out on. But you look at the bench, and that's the one thing FIU didn't have much of last season was depth, and they have it this season. Yep. FIU arguably may have the best outfield in all of Conference USA. You have Lecorian left, Deering slash Becerra in center, and then you have uh, Lecorian right. I mean, this is a fun team. You bring in Brylan West, who, guys, he may be playing more first base in age, than, uh, than Figgy this season. This guy is described as the second most polished hitter on this team. He's a Juco guy. He has a lot of power. He's a pretty quick guy for the most part at, at playing first base. This is the ideal guy, and Guido's going to play some first base and during the midweeks. So that gives opportunity for more guys to, to get into that DH role and, and get some reps. Man, I am so excited for this team. You have a lot of options at starting pitching. You have Jackson Ritchie, Ryan Kabarkis. Those guys could be your Friday guys. Once you have – um Owen Puck, who from what I'm told, he's only he's gonna be going on a 20, 25, 30, 40 type basis in terms of his rehab, in terms of limit pitch limit. He then in the second half should be all good to go. He's hitting 96, and this is consistently. It's not I hit one one time night. No, no, no. He hit this consistently, hit it in the bullpen before the live. He hit it during the live. He's done it consistently. 95, 96, close to 97. He could possibly be a Friday starter. For this FIU team, that's that's the ceiling I'm getting the vibes of right now from someone like Puck, uh, AJ Puck's brother for the for, for the, by the way Carlton. But <laughs> and then the bullpen, the bullpen's really good. I mean Orlando Hernandez, man, yeah, you got to think about it. He has great stuff. Uh, we talked about that watching the uh, the there's and and you know Kabarkas, you mentioned Kabarkas. That's another guy. I mean his his breaking his breaking stuff. It's just – it's one of those, like, you know he's going to throw it in a two-strike count, and it, it doesn't matter. You're going to swing at it, even if it's in the dirt. You know, he fooled – we talked about it a ton last year, Jay Mayer. Like, it, he was – he he can generate swings and misses like you wouldn't believe. And, uh, yeah, Hernandez's stuff is is terrific, too. They have a bunch of hard throws coming out of there, too. There's a, there's a great mix in the bullpen from, from what we've seen so far. Yeah, I mean – how do I even say it? Uh, I think Orlando could be the closer. He's shown closer stuff. Uh, Logan Rodney is another name I'm very excited to watch. Yes. He, I know you were very impressed by him, Jake. It, so funny enough, I was talking to him, not maybe during the, the that Hurricanes game when we went over there. He's like, yeah, no, it wasn't. I think we were pretty, con, you know, it made it look seem like a, like that changeup. It was actually a slider. So he's a slider changeup fastball guy. And, Man, I mean, if, if we thought that was a changeup, he's definitely confusing us. So, and he's definitely confusing hitters out there. Gets a good amount of swing and miss. So, he's definitely a name I'm looking out to watch. Um, aside from that, I can't think right now. Jaden Bishop gave me a pretty good impression. He's a JUCO guy, I believe, Johnny, if I'm correct. Uh, yeah, I mean, Chase Engelhard, that's another guy who I'm very excited to watch. He was an All American in uh, in his freshman year. So, well, I mean, think, you know, then, so he should be starting at third. That's definitely the, the hot corner is definitely one that's still in doubt. I said Engelhard just from what I've seen and where I've seen him play. He's pretty good defensively. So yeah. Well, and I think they'll they'll 
like you said, they're so deep that they may they may take some time in the non-conference to just move things around. You know, based on seeing how guys how guys perform, if there's lefty righty splits they take into account. They, like you said, it's it's never a bad thing to have too much depth. But I think you know the pitching staff. There's new new coaching in uh, for the pitching staff. Um, I think one of the things that really harmed them last year was, um, the, you know, just the lack of control. Right? They just walk a couple guys. You know, it seemed like you, they could they could fill up the base pass without throwing a strike. And it was something that was really demoralizing uh, both for this, the pitching staff and for the hitters to just to watch guys. You know, when, when the other team's got guys on the base pass, that's it's tough to come back from uh, for your whole team. So, you know, if they can limit that stuff this year, uh, they're going to be terrific. Yeah. And then I forgot to mention Tristan Dietrich. I mean, this dude was an 18th round pick by the Marlins yeah. and he got a lot of money. I'm not going to say the amount, but he got a lot and he, he would have been a pretty rich guy if he would have signed with Miami. But, um, you know, obviously you look at what coach said, Witten, that he got a substantial amount and it was close to, a, I'm not even going to say the amount because I, I can't give you an exact number, but it's, I can give you kind of the estimate. I'll tell you later, Carlton. But anyways, I mean. And that's, that's, that's not draft money. That's uh, NIL money. No, 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 no. Draft. What the Marlins offered him to come. He, yeah. he decided to stay at FIU, but man, he's going to be most likely a midweek starter. So he's going to go right into it. I and mean, he's going to take on the, the universities of Miami. I mean, that that's the type of teams he's going to take on. He's taking on UM. Do they, they play Wichita during midweek, Johnny? Uh, they play Wofford. Wofford, that's one thing. No, that's that's their that's their non-con. That, they have two non-interesting non-con. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Wofford. You're playing a midweek. That's where Dietrich is going to pitch against non-con teams. I mean, he'll face FAU most likely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know that's what you're looking at for some of these guys. And and you know usually and and I think Guida said this. I don't know if he said it. He may have said it during the podcast that. Usually it's it's kind of like the unwritten rule to not put out your best guys, but even if Dietrich isn't your best guy, he's still one of your best guys. I mean, this is a freshman guy who hit 94 during the draft combine, and he is one of the better players in this on this FIU pitching staff, and he has four years to show the growth. And if he was already selected in the major leagues that quick, like think about it. And then another yeah. name I want to throw out there, Alex Ulloa. He was a Fourth round pick, I want to say Johnny by the Astros. He didn't stuff happened. He didn't end up signing, but man, this guy could pick it at shortstop. Very good shortstop. Yeah, see what he could do. And and I know you saw he made some nice plays during the the blue and gold. Yeah, and it's it's funny to me because he was the most impressive defensive shortstop I've seen at FIU since Royland Quevedo. So they've got like. They've got so much talent up the middle with the glove up there. It's going to be. Roy's at second. I mean, yeah. look, at, look what that tells you. And up they're going to be, they're up the middle. We're going to see some incredible, incredible work up the middle. Yeah. By the way, Kevin's uh, yeah. mega preview of the roster, 423 views as it stands. And as we get closer to the baseball season, I think, uh, baseball season, I think that's only going to go up because so many people want to know, okay, what does this FIU baseball team actually look like yeah, after the dust terrific. is over as, as we get to February the 16th when they take Jake, on the please ask the next, please ask the next uh, question. Yeah, that, we, we sort of – this essentially turned into a, a positive preview for, for baseball for a second there. But it Cheers, is really man. Well, that's what I was saying. That's – Look, this episode has taken so many turns that it, it, it it's 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 insane. It's become a movie. We well, went talking about an Indian sport. Can't thank you enough for sticking around because it's been fun. It's been fun. Um, 
now let's stay on the topic of that uh, that first game in the baseball season on the mic because as we had mentioned earlier, it looks like your your broadcasting crew for the most of the baseball season is going to be Carlton Gillespie, uh, uh, play by play with Kevin Burrell as the, as the color commentator. So. Carlton, obviously you worked with Kevin for the Blue and Gold World Series. I just want to know, talk about the the connection that you think you and him are going to have. Just uh, what can we expect from that chemistry between <laughs> yourself and Kevin Barral? Well, what can you tell? What 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 are the fans in store? What is the light, Kevin? Damn it! <laughs> I was doing like you, I was recording you. You know, like like you better stop. Oh, oh, okay, all right. You didn't get the joke. It's fine. oh, listen, hey that. What an insight into our chemistry, right, Jake? Um, no, we'll be better than that for sure. Um, but uh, <laughs> it won't be what we had for sure. Yeah, listen, this, yeah, it, you're. It's tough. You're asking me to like. It's like you're asking me to talk about my new girlfriend in front of my ex, Jake. You know? <laughs> Jeez, I, well, I, well, I'll never forget the moments that me and Jonathan Mayer shared. Uh, I mean, we're talking about why bowling. Why three three games of bowling is a mile? I mean, we we're, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about the talk. Indian sport though. Uh, I'd love to talk about Kabidi or Kabadi, whatever it is. Wow. Um, whatever it is. It's a place and time for it, though, you know? Place and time. You know? Hey, they'll have their moments. <laughs> I'll have you guys on my 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 KBD podcast. It'll be great. Um, no, so I, think, uh, I think baseball season is going to be – I mean, like, you know, for all the reasons that we've mentioned, right? You know, we're excited about all the new players. And, you know, as far as what we're going to talk about, I, you know, it'll be mostly baseball, but – you know, Kevin and I know each other so well. I, I'm sure we'll get into all sorts of random stuff. You know, I know with Jonathan, we got into like my past athletic career, the, the pseudo sport of bowling, birds. Uh, facts about birds. That's one of my favorite things. I love talking oh, birds. About. Yeah, definitely. Just uh -huh. like random birds you see flying in the air. You're like, oh man, look at that bird. We gotta Listen, talk about that bird. You don't know this about me. Jonathan knows this about me. I love birds. I'll talk about all types of birds. If you've got bird questions, in the ch chat, if you got bird questions, send them your way. I will answer them live on this podcast. What's we need? Your, we need Twitter handle up there. What's your Twitter handle? Yeah, guys, we got to get Carlton some follow. Oh, my, my Twitter. I've I've just re-entered the Twitter space. I might leave again. I'm not. Oh no, no, no. You, 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 you just got back. Yeah. Look. To be honest, I'm writing. Uh, uh, well, I, I finished my draft, and they, uh, my editor is going to take a a chainsaw to it probably, but. I, uh, I wrote a, uh, a profile piece on Peter Pratt, who hosts the Locked on Marlins podcast, and I genuinely just only got a Twitter so that I could send him a DM so I could get his email so that we could set the, uh, the, the call up. Oh, look at this. Carlton, we need to get you. I'm very happy you, you specified that, Kevin. X formerly. That's helpful. That's, you know, because I'm taking this digital media class, and I'm like, you know, maybe they, they do know what X is because it's digital media, but I always use it to specify because there's – I still consider it Twitter. Yeah, I, I, that's Twitter to me. Yeah. I, always, I retweeted this person. I tweeted this. Yeah. But look, look, Carlton, you're already at eight followers. <laughs> you already have – I'm back. You have the Plaza Podcast following. You have Peter Pratt following you. So I, importantly, you have Jonathan so I can send him one message, yes. Exactly, but but he's still following you. That's what's important. And then you have some random UM podcast following you. Really? And you have the FIU Fanatic account, which they actually follow me, follow you. So you have some pretty good followers, man. Not know about. I do not did not know about six of those eight. You could get Carlton to like 
a hundred followers. Probably not by the end of the night. I mean, not by the end of the night, but by before opening day. I want right. to yeah, that, that's when it matters. You're gonna have to hurry because I might just delete it again when I. You're all in. Don't delete. It's, it's not all doom and gloom on Twitter right now. I don't know. It's it's a fun app. But, but you got to get following the accounts, man. You got to follow FIU Athletics. Like, come on. You know, I don't. It, it helps you on Twitter too when you put. We're here with you. Tag yourself on the thirty nine thirty two Twitter. You know, like, come on. Yeah. Again, it's just it's never really been my bag. I've I've never been a, I've never been great at any social media. Um, if you want to listen to my thoughts, tune in. Tune into thirty nine thirty two sports. Uh, you'll you'll learn. Good plug. Good plug. Yeah, you'll learn a lot more about me when Kevin and I are talking about a blowout game in the sixth inning than than you ever will from what is it two hundred characters. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully that'll be when FIU is blowing out Miami in one of those midweeks. You know, that's what we're all, that's what we all want to see. So, but uh, no, I mean, I, I think I think the calls with Kevin are going to be are going to be terrific. Um, yeah, Kevin has has frequently reminded me that we are going to cook, and he couldn't be more right. I mean, it's going to be great. Um, and I think you know, I think the interest in the baseball team is has been ratcheted up a little bit in the off season, um, and I think come opening day, they're going to start putting once they start putting together results. I think it'll it'll really start to catch on, and I'm I'm super excited. And there are going to be times where we're the only broadcast. So if you want to hear what's going on at the game, you've got to tune into us. Um, and we're we you know we we're really excited to share that with people. And I'll, yeah. I'll put something in here so you guys can know. I'll be trying to coordinate you know on wins, post game interviews. So I'll try to get some of the players oh, yeah. to, to to not only go come up come up to the booth and sit with you guys and talk. That's that's on my goal for you guys this this season so uh wow, the sid out of boy yeah, sid is like, doing sid things let's go yeah they come up to the come up to the little, little radio booth chop it up after wins I, that's that's my goal for you guys uh i love it directing right now look at that i love it making moves johnny already making moves one yeah. january 19th mm-hmm. like come on johnny good, good job johnny look you know i mean you know, and and you know, to be perfectly honest, like, you know, we we joke around about it, but like, this is going to be, you know, with with Johnny helping us out, with me and Kevin on on all these games, it's it's going to be the most manpower that Student Radio has ever had at these I mean, events, right? Like, I mean, who, who, not, not to like, mention some some spicy like, graphics you know? on our end, yeah. right? Yeah, and yeah. we got positive coverage. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll be able to do more uh, more streams where people can tune into you guys and and hear our call over the video. I mean, I think it's just. Like this baseball season is from 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 a from a you know I, I guess the unofficial production side, it's going to be the best it's ever been. Yeah, um, and that's that's super cool. Exactly. And we're and it's not that especially if the team performs early on. You have LIU, and I think right after that, I think it's Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. Yeah. yeah, I mean, can't get better than that. And obviously, Carlton will have his solo calls as well. So if you want to hear Carlton talk about, I don't even what do you talk about on a solo call? Yeah. It's it's a solo call, you know. It's you never know, right? Like you never know what's gonna strike you. Fair enough. I, you know, I, a lot of uh, I know a lot of people try and plan stuff out, but I've always been more of an extemporaneous kind of guy. Anyway, um, I, you know, a lot of people like they kind of get up in the air and they struggle, and I just get up on the air and keep talking, whatever, whatever comes out. I mean, people, like I said, 
people seem to be resonating with it, which is the most important part. So it's working, whatever it is. I don't know if you knew this, but uh, that first series of the year against LIU, there's a double header. So yeah, we got we got to we got to prep those throats. You know, we'll have to we'll have to see because I think I will we'll have to work it out because I think basketball is also on that on that day of the double header. Well, or, well it's, it's women's basketball, actually, that weekend. Yeah. So, so you can think about, you know, maybe you want to call. Listen, I'm not, listen I'm not, I should, I should have said this earlier. I'm not the only voice on student radio. He is Kenneth not. Bueno. There are some very talented people. Kenneth, Kenneth Bueno is, 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 is absolutely a superstar. There he is. There's Kenneth Bueno. He's, uh, he's, he's in the chat. Right bueno. He's very Bueno at the radio. Yeah, he's, uh, he's. Super good. Uh, he's he's going to be terrific. You know, there's there's um, you know, Sebastian Cuervo has come and done some work for us. Uh, I, I know Jaime Nunez wants to get back and, and do it. I mean, these guys are you know, it's a bunch of people that uh, that are you know dedicated and and you know the coverage that you're going to get on the student side is is it's just going to be full of passion and, and full of talent. I mean. I mean, I'm excited to see the things that these these folks do. Um, eventually, when my my carcass is old and rotted, I will it will fertilize the ground for some of these new guys. And uh, you know, Kevin, uh, you know, I don't know if you'll ever have someone like me with you, Kevin. But through the years, you're just going to get a, a series of the pipeline of of sports broadcasting talent at FIU is is crazy. To be honest with you, the the production talent, the on air talent, you know, it's getting you from all angles. So just be on the lookout for that. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. How many years do you have left, Carlton? Two? This one and next year? No, it'll be it'll, this, 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 and then uh, over the summer, uh, I'll be occupied with an internship, and then in fall, I think I've just got one class. So we'll see. No uh, baseball. So this, this is your last baseball. Be the last dance for this Carlton is, Gillespie. This is the last baseball dance. Yeah. No, it's gonna be the best one though, for sure. Regionals, baby. We'll go into regionals. All right, Carlton, are you going to make the trips to uh, FAU and the University of Coral Gables and, and whatnot for those road contests? Yeah, FAU, I definitely will. Uh, Gables, it, it, it remains to be seen. You know, the further south it goes, the harder it gets for me to navigate traffic down there. Also, we have class one day for that Miami series. I don't know if I should skip class. I don't know, you know. You're skipping class, but don't say the class, but you're skipping class. I mean, we have the same class together, actually. Oh, is that right? I don't know what to do. Well, I'll just tell her that I have to take you to the hospital. We'll come up with something. <laughs> yeah. You guys are doing the Miami games. But anyways, all right. Let's let's start wrapping this bad boy up. Let's let's attempt to wrap this up by getting to some fun rapid fire. There we questions. go. Start to close out the show. Kevin, I think you got the first one. Oh, all right. Well, this is going to be pretty – we've spoken about this anyways. But favorite sport to watch and not call? I mean, like – Watch and not call. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, I. How would you like the tagging game? Yeah, I was about to say. I guess it's. <laughs> well, yeah, cricket. I don't call cricket. I love watching cricket, but uh, yeah, no. I mean, well, I don't. I, I would love to do dog agility, but let's go with dog agility. Okay. Whoa. Okay. Uh, all right. So you've been to. The FIU baseball stadium, the Ocean Bank Complicated Center, and of course the FIU football stadium. Which, which, which out of those buildings do you think? He was at the Watts Go Center. And the Watts. He was at the. Well, I want this to be an FIU oriented question. No, no. Which, which stadium or arena on campus do you think is the best for calling 
uh, 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 games. Well, Kevin, you know, it doesn't matter if you add all the other ones in because it's an FIU answer. The answer doesn't change. It's the FIU baseball stadium. The the, yeah. the pre the pre-twilight, the six, the six o'clock first pitch, seven o'clock first pitch. I, I, I said it earlier, but when the sun's setting over there, um, it gets off all the yeah, it's a big cross breeze is always coming through. The glass FIU buildings has the sun reflecting over them. You got planes just kind of dropping in and out of uh of MIA over there. It is it's idyllic and the rec center too the rec center lights up when it when it, when it gets to nighttime too right yeah. it lights up a, a bunch so it is a, it is a pretty view it's a oh great. yeah i mean it's it's lights out lights out lights out i saw carlton roll his eyes on the screen and i was like oh, no. you did that to me I, Jesus! It's been an hour. I, it's been like an hour and a half. Damn, Kevin, brutal. I, I will say, Kevin, that that was a, that was I was not I was not ready for that. That I needed to do it once. Yeah, I mean the placement of that clip. It, it was just it was lights out, man. It was all right. All right. Carlton may drop me after. We're getting uh, off the rails that. again. We just got to keep going here. Johnny, you're up. Okay, I got a good question in store for you. Well, we talk about, you know, athletes and, and the rituals for a broadcaster. What is your pregame routine or tradition to kind of get, get set into the broadcast atmosphere and set the scene for you? What's the, what's the pregame tradition for you? Um, I'm, I keep it super simple. I, I do all my prep well beforehand. Um, you know, I like, I like the game notes. I like to read the official game notes, but you know, my, all my work happens well before I get to the stadium. So once I'm there, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm like saying everybody I'm, you know, I, it's normally when I get my lat, my good little last minute tidbits, right? Like uh, yeah. you'll run up to me or Kevin run up to me like, Hey, uh, so-and-so's so-and-so's not playing or, Oh, Hey, ah, new starter at third or, Hey, this guy's changing his walk-up song. Cause he's been in a slump or whatever. It's like, Oh, great. Well, that's, it's yeah. going to the show. So that's what I mean. I just like to, uh, I, I like to immediately try and get as absorbed in the, uh, you know, in the moment as uh, in the stadium as I can. Pre-game pizza. We have not asked. I've not asked this question in a very long time on the show. But I don't know. I feel like I felt like I wanted to ask it to you, but but to take a, a spin on it. Uh, when it comes to the FIU Mount Rushmore, and I wanted it specifically Ooh. to be players that you have seen and you have called. Uh, uh, in, in in your time here at FIU, who would you put on your FIU athletics Mount Rushmore? Man, just just here, just my time here. Yeah, your time here. So players you've had the privilege of seeing in person, saying their names, seeing what they do. Don um, Arturo Dean. That's it's a great the first one on my Mount Rushmore. He's he's you know he he fills up the stat sheet like you wouldn't believe, right? Rebounds mm-hmm. and steals. But he also forces steals for other people. Like if there was like a if there was a hockey assist version of steals, Arturo Dean would also lead the country in that stat. So and and he's just like he like never slows down. He's a hundred miles an hour both ends of the court. You know for as long as he's out there. So definitely Arturo's on there. Um, I think you know Chris Mitchell, right? Calling Chris Mitchell this year was terrific. He was he's unbelievable. Um, good, best of luck to him at Notre Dame. Like they, they've really got a good one and a, a super humble guy, a super hard worker too. Um, let's see. I guess I got to do a baseball one, right? Uh, it'd have to be Keyshawn Fred, you know, 
<laughs> no, I mean, honestly, I have to, if I wrap it up with two baseball guys, let's go with uh, Alex Sanchez and Ryan Guida, right? Guida yeah. last year is like the most consistent offensive threat they had. And Alex Sanchez in the, in the, in the second half last year had this incredible power surge that kind of propelled him up to be you know, one of the best hitters in conference USA. So those would be my four of who I've called. Now I have one question. I know I deleted the last one, but I'll give this one to you. Um, favorite hangout spot on campus and favorite food spot on campus. Favorite food spot on campus. No, you do. You do classes at B at Biscayne. I'm not saying the actual abbreviation yeah. of that. So you can include that as well. Yeah. Um, I'm all over both of them. So uh, let's see. My favorite hangout spot on campus. Um, you know, uh, it's it's the uh, it's the uh, the newsroom on uh, Biscayne uh, where you know the magic all happens. I just sit up in there, and there's so many people that I know that'll either come through and distract me or or know to leave me well enough alone. But something about that place it's got it's got private soundproof rooms where I can go in and work if I need to, or sit out at a table and socialize with uh, you know what's whoever's out there. So. Um, probably in there. And then I'd say favorite food spot. I, I like Panda Express because it makes yes. me feel, it makes me feel good that I can get yeah. like uh, steamed veggies instead of, uh, you know, like low main or something. So that always, always helps me feel like I'm being healthy, right? The grilled chicken and the low main, but uh, man, there's a ton of good food on campus. I don't remember the name yeah. of that place we went, Jonathan, at the beginning of last semester with the bowls. What's that called? Oh, I was there with you guys. Yeah, you were there, right? I remember. Uh, I mean, it was okay. I don't know. It was. You liked well, it? I liked it. So. Oh, is that is that the place off campus? And that? a camper store. I think that's. No, that's where that's where Chick Fil A is. Yeah. Yeah, it's in the it's, it's like a. It's like. Oh, a, it's at PC Five. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's like a. It's like a. It's like Chipotle, but like. It's, 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 like, like, a, no, it's like a. It's something. Fresh kitchen. Like a fresh kitchen. Yeah, it's like something. It's got some something. Yeah. something. It, it was Moe's, but now it's something else. Okay, I did. I, I, I did not even know that. Already, no, you know just for the funsies, because I want to see who Carlton says. So we've had Guidon, we've had Sanchez, we've had Grace and James. Who's no offense, probably not going to come on this podcast unless he comes back. Uh, we've had a lot of athletes. Who is? Who do you think we should have on the podcast? Athlete. Oh man, um, FIU athlete. Let's. I'm not bringing. No offense. I'm not bringing on a. A tag team star on here. You know what? Uh, I, I, because I wish I had a chance to interview him, but after the game I did with Keyshawn, New Mexico State, um, we got a chance to interview Jaden Lipscomb. And I gave the interview to Keyshawn because they, they, they know each other well. And it's just, it's cool perspective, right? To get an athlete to interview another athlete. That was dope. That yeah, was it was, dope. the interview was terrific. Um, and Jaden's great. Uh, I, I really liked uh, I liked his energy. I thought they were they were great on air together. So I'll give a shout out to Jaden rather than go go a little bit off the beaten path. I think it was I think he's fantastic. Mm. We could get Jaden Lipscomb, and we'll have you on for that too. Oh, gosh. we also got to get Keyshawn on. Let's keep it real, man. He sounds, oh, yeah. sounds like he has some great some great stories for us as well. Oh, we can, yeah. we can inadvertently go back and talk about how we thought Carlton did on that on that fateful day. Uh, where they called that game, dude? That, that felt like a World Series. I did everything in my power to be at that game that day because I was like, I need to be there. That was your birthday. birthday. I was there exactly. I made sure I, I pre-celebrated my birthday. 
I was like, all right, so we're doing this before. Oh, I thought you celebrated it after. Oh, I didn't know. No, no. I celebrated that bad boy before. We had some very good pizza, and uh, we sang a nice happy birthday, and then I went to the game that day. And I was like, I got to watch history. Yeah. You must have been the first student athlete to call a game too, right? Yeah, and when you guys get Keyshawn on, just uh, let me know, and I'll send you our full interview because um, there's so much stuff in there. I mean, he's impact. a character. He's he's been all over, um, you know, playing at JUCO and everything. He's got he's got a lot to, a lot of really funny stories that you guys uh, that he should tell on this podcast. Yeah. All right, Jake. Who do John? you think is the? By the way, uh, before we get to the uh, one of my favorite segments of the show, uh, who would you say oh. is, uh, in your opinion, the greatest broadcaster of all time? Aside from yourself, Carlton, you know, yeah, I, I wasn't going to put myself on the list. Okay. Just thinking. <laughs> I may be confident, but I'm not delusional. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Johnny. The greatest of all time. Uh, I'm joking. Man, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's weird because I feel it's kind of like I listen to a lot of different kinds of music. So I'd have the same response if you asked me to, uh, to ask who like my favorite band is, I'd be like, depends on what day of the week it is, you know, it depends on the day, yeah, the mood I'm in. And um, I don't know. I mean, I just, I, there's guys that I, I, I mean, you know, you go back to like legends, like Howard Cosell who called yeah. everything like this, um, you know, or, yeah. Uh, obviously as a boxing fan, right. There's um, like, I mentioned, I mentioned Tessator, uh, Jim Lampley, there's been a couple of great guys. It, you know, it depends on the sport in that space. Peter Drury, Jonathan, you mentioned him earlier. Is oh, he's one, a, of best, one of the best soccer commentators to ever do it. Um, so it depends on the sport, right? There's, there's a, there's, there's a bunch of guys, and it, you know, it's, you know, it's it's only guys whose names that that we would know because we're diehards. But the the best ones are the ones that the regular fans don't even notice. It's like umpires. If you're no. doing a job, they shouldn't notice you. What about Tony Rohn? I'm joking. <laughs> I will say um, Doc Emmerich for NHL. He was great. He was super great. Um, Goldie is terrific. The Panthers yeah. have one of the best. Oh, yeah. Goldstein, he's a legend. He is he's a legend. terrific. What's his name that does college? Gus Johnson for college football is super Gus underrated. Gus Johnson. I, I would say my personal favorite is Kevin Harlan when he's calling a Dolphins game. Oh, he's, he's got, got him. him. He's got him. Of course, it's like an instant uh, dopamine rush for Dolphins fans. Yeah, yeah. I like Which Corey. Maybe lost. It got it got zipped out of us, unfortunately. I know, and I'll give him a shout out because he's at FIU. Corey Brooks is really good. Oh, Corey's phenomenal. Corey's yeah. great. AJ's yeah. great. Yeah, FIU's got great broadcasters. Yeah, yeah. All right, John, Carl, you're you're the guy who did color yesterday is actually the Florida Panthers beat writer for the women's game. Oh yeah, George Richards did the George Richards did the uh, the the colors. No, that right. Yeah. He was doing he the he was, he was analyzing the game. He was phenomenal, by the way. He was great. That's awesome. Yeah, he was good. And I know, I know, uh, I know. Another reporter is uh, is going to be doing some baseball on ESPN Plus. A pretty prominent sports writer in the area. Who? Uh, Manny Navarro. Hint, hint. You know Manny Navarro. Do you, Carlton? I don't. Are you Not, sure? I, I mean, I'm probably he's maybe I maybe he's one of the eight people I follow on Twitter, but uh, <laughs> no, he's not. You don't know, you don't know Manny Navarro? 
Sorry, my voice crack. My, my voice crack. I apologize for that. Uh, you, don't you don't know Manny Navarro? Not by name. I'm sure that I'm gonna. We're gonna get off this. I'm gonna look it up and just be like, "Oh, wow, yeah. you're an idiot for not remembering that." But well, we'll, we'll find out when we get off, Jake. We'll, we'll find up. out. Hopefully, Johnny can find that out better than he tried to find that Kevin clip with uh, with Carlton. We'll find that after two. We'll find yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I remember that too, and I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> Alrighty then. Let's. Uh, let, let's get to the final segment here again. Carlton, thank you so much for spending an hour and 44 minutes with us. But it, it, it's been a blast. Um, uh, I've wanted to ask you about any advice you would have to um, uh, students, either in the high school or collegiate level, that want to do what what we do, what you do, what, what we all want to do. And um, – uh, say it to me, Carlton. It, say it to me. Yeah, say it to Kevin. Say it to everybody watching this. If you have anything else you want to say as well to, to I don't know, friends and family, uh, the athletes. Oh, I the floor, on this. The floor is yours. Yeah, I mean, if I had any advice, just, just, just start doing it. I think one of the things that people get in their own heads about is they, they worry that is their opinion right? Are there is there information like – the most correct it can be. And especially when you're a broadcaster, you know, you, you already have people's trust. You can go out and, and give the performance your best. And even if you're not perfect, it's going to be good enough. I always say this when it comes to public speaking is everybody else in the room that you're speaking to recognizes that public speaking is hard. And so no matter how good you do up there, you already get this kind of blessing from the audience, you get a lot more grace than you think you're going to get. So, um, and for anybody who wants to crack into this, you have so many options available to you now, whether it's online. I mean, you can, you can ask Kevin about this, you know, you can break into even, even a professional sports franchise, just, just from writing online, just from forming connections online and building a community that way. I mean, like I mentioned, I'm writing an article about Peter Pratt who lives 4,300 miles away from the Marlins. And he's, He's deeply involved and does a podcast on the Marlins and, you know, is incredibly happy with, with what he does. So, um, you know, even if you think you have a niche, uh, just, just pour yourself into it and you'll be surprised how many people that you can inspire with it. Yeah. Oh, and well, also I, think I should just say uh, lights out. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I had this remote in my hand for like the last 20 minutes. I was just 20 waiting. minutes. You were just waiting for the moment. <laughs> just waiting to hit him with it. You got it. You got it. Uh, alrighty then. Well, let's wrap it up here again. Carlton, thank you so much for hopping on. This was a super fun episode of the podcast. Yeah, um, this is awesome, guys. Thank you. Yeah, no, absolutely. Episode 48. I, I, like I said at the start of the show, which feels like a lifetime ago, we uh, we're getting awfully close to episode 50. We have some awesome stuff planned ahead. Uh, continued basketball coverage. And I know what Kevin is super excited for baseball coverage next month. So that, uh, no, that's yeah. Kevin. That's John. Oh, well, Johnny, what do you have to say? I wonder what's your upcoming broadcast schedule looking like before baseball? Me? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. I mean, what do you mean? I'm doing them all. No, he does everything. Are they getting some women's games next week? Is that, is that the plan? Uh, I think uh, I haven't talked with Kenneth. Kenneth has actually been doing a great job on awesome. women's games. 
And I, we may awesome. start uh, – I haven't talked to him about this, so if he's listening now, it'll be a surprise. But um, I want to see if we can reciprocate where some of the, he gets to do some of the men's games because he's, he's terrific. He needs space to grow. So I don't want to hog everything up from him. Fair enough. So, all right, let's get it done there. Uh, I'm Jay Gibson. My friends and co-hosts, Kevin Burrell, Jonathan Mayer, our guest today, Carlton Gillespie. Again, thank you so much for being on. And until uh, next time. Yeah, anytime, guys. Hogs up, baby!